a lot of my downfall was was participating in the streets, smoking weed, and wanted to do things at a young age which weren't going to benefit my life in the future. In my borough, my name is my name. You understand? It's something that you hold on to. It's something that you got in your life. But now I'm going to buy a set of grills that weigh 10 grams, that have a scrap value at the price of 150 pounds, let's say. You understand? But I'm paying £2,000 for 10 grams of gold. You understand? So you can see there's a massive markup in here. There was room to maneuver. What is man eating? I don't need no one to do nothing. I do everything myself from, from waxing up to uh, casting to uh, setting that. Opened up my own shop in 2014. Success, I'm, I'm a successful woman in a lot of people's eyes, but I'm not. I'm not happy. You understand? Because I know that I'm capable of doing so much more. We've got Real Life Entertainment. For those who know, those who don't know, Real Life Entertainment is a music label. See me, like, I've been told no so many times in my life. You understand? And it got to a point where no one can tell me no more. Welcome back to Caring TV. I'd like to wish Happy New Year to all the viewers. I'm today delighted to be in Hatton Gardens at Supreme Jewelers with the main man himself, Snatch. Snatch, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. How are you doing, my friend? I'm alright, can't complain. So I'd like to say a uh, big congratulations for obviously what you achieved at a relatively young age. Um, yeah. So I listened to your interview the other day with Cobersations. Yeah. Shout out to them, we'll put a link in the description. And just, you've got very wise head on young shoulders, haven't you? Relatively young shoulders as such. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously you're in a great position today, but what we'd like to do with all our guests is go back to the sort of start and see how you got into this position and what sort of got you to where you are today in the mindset and obviously yeah. physically where you are. Um, so I'd like to go back to your background a little bit and talk to us a little bit about sort of where you're from yeah. and sort of family settings. Yeah. And uh, so where are you from, Snatch? Yeah, we're from Camden Town, um, Camden Town, Northwest London. Firstly, utmost importance, give thanks to the Most High. La ilaha illallah, wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So yeah, alhamdulillah, God is great. And um, yeah, man. Come from Camden Town, northwest side of the borough. Born and raised. And so, what about family settings and that siblings? Siblings, yeah. So, come from a household of five of us, five directly, four biological. My dad had three kids out of um, out of my mum's marriage. So, when they broken up, he's moved on and had another three. So, in total, there's eight of us, but five that I've grown up in the same household with. Mm. Yeah. And so talk to me about childhood and that in school and stuff like this. Were you a good student? Did you do well at school? What were your ambitions as well as a child? What yeah, no, you see, as I said, I'm, I was always, I was more of a practical student. I was practically advanced in school. So I could do with all the practical subjects. Intellectually, I was good. I was, I was good, but I wasn't advanced. So, and um, yeah, school and everything in life is an experience, you know. Everything in life is an experience. You've got to be able to conform, conform and take everything in. So with schooling, I knew 
that I wasn't the, the best of students, but at the same time, I knew how to conform and I knew how to apply myself. You understand? And I knew what I wanted to take from school. And as I said, a lot of my, a lot of my ambitions and my ways of thinking, it comes from being profitly driven. You understand? And my mum making sure she made some implications and the way that we interpreted things and took things in and we made sure we benefit from the skills that we are learning from. So, <clears throat> schooling, I didn't excel, I ain't got no GCSEs. None whatsoever. Mm. It's not needed. And what about sports and stuff? Obviously, your dad was a, people don't know, your dad, Terry Dixon, was a professional boxer, yeah. went to the Olympics yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, did he try and push you into boxing yeah, as a yeah, child? Yeah, 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 so I was a boxer, I used to box at Dell Youth. I used to be everywhere. Um, St Pancras, I'd go around, train with the Traveller Boys and Trojan. Then I'd be in Kingsbury. Uh, I'd be up in All Star with Mr Akai, RIP, bless him. I'd also be in uh, Stonebridge, over Stonebridge Boxing Gym. So I've been everywhere, circulating, I've squad with the best. You understand, I've had a good amateur career, train hard, so I understand the dynamics of boxing. I understand it and I've got good experience because it's in my heritage. So I used to train with them, um, when my dad used to participate in the Kronk gym, boxing gym. Uh, and um, we used to have Coach Joe, and we had the likes of Larry, you understand? And then I, those are Nigerian boys at Josie. These guys here, you know, they went on to have brilliant professional careers. So from a young age, I was understanding the dynamics of fighting. But not that. My, my father put me into judo. I won multiple competitions. My father put me into judo. Judo was the foundation of my sports. My sporting. I was, I was brilliant at sports through crew. I'd done the London Youth Games, high jump, track and field. Um, but it was, it was the judo where I excelled in. Mm. I excelled in the judo. Went to many competitions around the whole of Europe, England, the UK, and um, my dad then put me into boxing. Yeah. And so, when you were um, a child, you, were your ambitions? Did you have ambitions to be a professional boxer or get into the judo? I don't know if there is professional judo, but sort of do the Olympics or try and do anything like this. What were your ambitions as a child? Yeah, judo. Judo was judo was definitely on the list. Judo was definitely on the list. Top top things that I want to do and boxing was it was it, it was my it was my soul it was it was just something that was already embedded in me that was something that I really wanted to fulfill and you know due to unforeseen circumstances um, my boxing career it got cut short yeah and what was that for? Was it for injury or falling into the streets sort of stuff? Or yeah, you know, as I said, you get sidetracked out here. You get sidetracked out here. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, distractions in the streets. You understand, and and that's the thing about as young kids, we don't understand. We think it's about these short term goals and wanting all the material things now. And realistically, that the world don't work like that. You understand. So I was busy chasing other things when I should be pursuing my career. You understand, my career was what should have been pursued. And obviously you get you get drawn up in these things, you know. You get you get sidetracked, you end up smoking before you know it. You don't realise how much impact smoking has on your health and, and your ability to participate in these high high professional sports. You understand, your body can't do the same things it was capable of doing when you pick up these bad habits. Mm. So yeah, it was a lot of it, a lot of my a lot of my downfall was was participating in the streets, smoking weed, and wanted to do things at a young age, which 
weren't going to benefit my life in the future. Obviously, it's an experience. I make sure I learn from every situation. I make sure I learn from all the situations. I make sure I learn from everything that I have participated in and used it to get to where I am now. But I could have excelled in life much more further by doing things the way my parents wanted me to do it. Mm. Yeah. Of course. And what was it sort of about the streets that you got attracted to? Was it the hustling, the money, or was it the gang sort of life, the group sort of thing going on with the gangs? And how deeply did you fall into the streets as a sort of youth growing up? Yeah, man. As, as I said, it was uh, enough to distract me from doing what I wanted to do. You understand? Those who know, they know. You understand? Uh, yeah. So, in, in my borough, my name is my name. You understand? It's something that you hold on to. and something that you, you, you guard with your life. So, And I've always been that. I've been that type of person. You understand? So... It was it was the it was the streets that was holding man back. And so did did it end up getting in terms of arrests and stuff like this? Did you end up getting in trouble at a young age? And was there any sort yeah. of jail or anything like this? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been in trouble. I've been in trouble from from a very young age. Been in trouble, but it's a learning curve. As I said, it's everything I've learned from. I've learned from the mistakes I have made. I pray for my sins, and we're on a clean path. So we we've moved on from. From all that, but it was the, it was the streets, it was everything which held me back. Yeah. And so was it sort of getting in trouble, like you say, learning and stuff like this. As long as you sort of learn from stuff, was it getting in trouble that allowed you to sort of turn your back on the streets and maybe think about other interests and stuff like this, whether it be jewelry or other things that you might have at the time? Was it the trouble that allowed you to learn? I learned from every situation. That's, that's one thing about me. That's one thing about me. Every situation I go into it with a learning mentality, no matter how good I'm at something or how I am, I've always had that about me. For some reason, I've always never thought I was better than the person that sits in front of me. I may be more experienced than this person, but life is the best teacher. You understand? Experience is the best teacher. Life is the best teacher. So I go into every situation trying to learn something new, no matter what it is. You understand? So... Um, I've, I've, I've always I've always been an old soul. I've always been an old soul. I'm very spiritual. I've been an old soul. I learn things at a different rate. I keep I absorb things in. I'm like a sponge. I absorb things in, and I make sure I utilize these skills and this knowledge that I obtain. So it's always been within my best interest to you know have that mentality and just grow with the times. That's all it is. It's just been growing with the times. So I've grown out of certain things. It wasn't that, you know, um, man didn't want to do this or man didn't want to do that. It's just brother's called maturing. You understand? It's like a it's like a fine wine. As that wine matures and matures, it blossoms and becomes a better product than it was the years before. So it's where, you know, a lot of wine connoisseurs, they will store their wine in wine cellars and let preserve it over time. Because over time, it matures. And that's what happened to my life. It's just maturing. I'm evolving into the best character as possible. You understand? The guidance of God. You know, religion plays a big impact on everything. You know, having faith has a big impact on everything. So, yeah. So, obviously, speaking about faith then. So, obviously, you're uh, Islamic Muslim. Yes. Um, and when did this come into your life? Were you brought up in a Muslim household? Or? Nah, nah, nah. I was born, I was born, born up with Christians. My mum was Christian in the household. 
my father, he's from Jamaican heritage. So uh, it was uh, it was schooling. It was in school. Yeah, it was in school. Um, a lot of Islamic kids in my class. Shout out to Muhammad Molin, known as preacher. And it, what what, fasc what fascinated me about these individuals was that on a certain time of the year, so that would be Ramadan, during fasting period, these guys were so disciplined. And you see me, I'm very observant. I'm be part of this system, and you can't fool these guys for nothing. You know, my man's on his strict thing. Like, there is no participating in nothing. He weren't swearing, he weren't doing nothing. They man are just headstrong. And I like that about how someone could just be an idiot one month, and then this month, bam, straight discipline. So I like the way that they could conform and be something completely different for this holy period and it intrigued me and then my brother started showing me about miracles of islam and when i started seeing this i started believing in more and then you know he asked me do i believe in certain pillars and then he said bro brother you're you're a muslim you believe in this does this make you a muslim when i took my shahada when i was 14 in uh, fishbury park mosque took my shahadas with my brothers few witness and then we went and done my Shahada in the Maastricht with a few more brothers. And from them, I've, I've just been learning about the faith. And so, how vital is your faith and your religion to uh, sort of the mindset that you've been yeah. able to sort of gather today or gain? Yeah, 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 it's the most important. It's the most important thing to have in a clear. You have to have a consciousness. You understand, for the youth out there that don't understand it, you need to have a consciousness. The consciousness is what's going to help you elevate in certain, certain situations. You understand? And try to avoid you from pitting yourself in certain situations as well. Because don't ever, the devil's in play. You understand? Devil's in play, devil's active, same as God. So if you put yourself in a situation without having a conscious, you're more than likely to indulge in something that you didn't really want to do through the flight and height stage. You know, emotions. You understand? You've got to be able to be headstrong. Head you understand? Have that conscious. Think about what you're going to do. Be aware of your surroundings. You understand, so you stay on that righteous path. Otherwise, it's easy to get distracted. Mm. And so, like you said, you saw the discipline in people of faith, and then you sort of tried to take upon that. And then, sort of, did you find role models and sort of mentors within the faith and the religion at the mosque? And yeah, you always find role models. You always find people to learn from when you're in the masjid. There's other brothers. You understand, uh, and it's, it's it's not only that. You always look for other preachers and teachers. You know, maybe throughout the internet and, and, and read books and you're reading and, and everything's there for you anyway. You have the Quran in the Quran, you have a book of it called the Hadith. So the so so the so the blueprint's there for us. Yeah. It's just reading and learning and taking it in. You understand? So and, and understanding the faith and understanding the religion. Mm. Like, as I said, there's there's always room to learn in Islam. There's always room, you understand. I learn something new every single day. You understand? And I'm still learning, I'll forever be learning. Mm. And um, how about your dad? Was your dad sort of a major role model for you growing up? Were you yeah. looking up to him a lot naturally? Yeah, like of course. Kids do? Of course, it's your dad. It's your dad. My dad played a big part of my life towards the boxing career and he contributed a lot towards my life becoming the person who I am. You understand? A lot of discipline, a lot of, a lot of uh, self morals and a lot of, a lot of uh, education around how you're going to survive when situations get hard. So. You know, I owe a lot to my father, I owe a lot to my mother. Absolutely. And so, obviously, we're here today in Hatton Gardens at your yeah. jewellery shop. So talk to me about 
how you, and when you decided to get into jewelry was it? You know what it is. Yeah, I used to. I used to. I used to make. I used to have uh, bad teeth before I got my teeth done. I used to have bad teeth. Yeah. So I always used to wear grills. Yeah, I always used to wear grills, and it was the thought of always losing grills, always losing grills, and then I'm 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 a man that understands the value of gold. You know, understand. So if the gold weighs two grams, I'm taking the value of the gold by two grams. You understand? So sometimes that two grams of gold, let's say that two grams of gold is worth uh, 30 pounds, 40 pounds in scrap value. You understand? But then I'm going to buy a set of grills that weigh 10 grams. I have a scrap value at a price of 150 pounds, let's say. You understand? But I'm paying 2,000 pounds for 10 grams of gold. You understand? So you can see there's a massive markup in here. There was room to maneuver. I mean, man, this man eating. Even if, even if, even if that man was to uh, sell the gold, sell, sell the gold for a price of five hundred pounds. You understand? But it's not worth five hundred pounds. So I understood there's a massive margin of profit in the in the gold game, and that's what I'm about. You understand? I'm about figures. I'm about numbers. And numbers and figures make sense. That's what I'm about. So I could I could see. I could see that there was there was a loophole and there was something was going wrong. The profit margin was maximum. We're not talking hundred percent, two hundred percent. We're talking thousands of percent here. You understand? And the man of my kind of understood that yo, this industry here, once you bring it down to the raw core and understand the foundations of it and basics, where you're not. I'm independent. I'm slowly independent. I don't need no one to do nothing. I do everything myself, from from waxing up to uh, casting to uh, setting diamonds. You understand? So. It's like most of the labor what people will pay for, I know how to do. So now, me growing up, I'm thinking, yo, this is the industry that I want to get into. I want to get into this industry. So I was, I was about 19, 20. And my mom said to me, like, bro, you're going to need a legit hustle. There's no point in being able to accumulate money if you can't spend it. You understand? Like, you have to be legit. You want to make sure you're doing things legitimately. You want to make sure you're making... A legitimate progress you understand because this game yeah or whatever you're doing it doesn't last forever you understand so i was lucky to have the guidance from my mom and say yo the way forward in life if you want to you know make it to that level of these dreams that you're having and you're fantasizing about this house and that house and you want to do this and you want to live it there you've got to make sure you put in the right things in from the foundation so i implicated this I implicated. I was still on doing whatever I was on doing while I started going to uni. You understand? I went to London University of Arts. I studied at Holtz Academy, which was in Hatton Gardens. I studied for three years. And I would drive to a fucking uni on my bike and I'd go back to the blocks. Man, and be like, bro, like, what are you doing for four hours? I'm like, bro, I'm at uni, working. It's simple. This is going to be the check when man's older. You understand? And it's proven, you know, people couldn't see past one years or two years some people can even see past the day some people just living for the day see i had a i had the vision long-term vision you understand and not only that is because i was i was a father from a young age you understand i've got six kids i was a father from a young age so i've had to make sure i put something in place and make sure i could see my kids doing something that i wouldn't want to do you understand so it was all about building the future for my children. All about having a set of skills that I could hand down. Same way my dad handed down boxing to me. I didn't utilise it because 
it's a skill that can easily be sh stripped from you. You understand? There's so much things that can easily destroy that career path. With the jewellery game, now, my kids can inherit this. They can learn and they can excel in it. And they, if there was to ever be sidetracked, it's always something you can pick back up on. Yeah, I'd like to say congratulations, obviously, to have the determination and the yeah. vision that you did. So it's yeah. so easy to get distracted by the streets and blinded by yeah, of course. Blinded by them, isn't it? But yeah, like I say, it's a trap and you've had the vision yeah. to be where you are today. And so you became sort of a qualified goldsmith then, was yeah, it? Yeah, so fully qualified goldsmith, fully qualified goldsmith, diploma level three. So I managed to achieve that in three years. And then from there, I didn't want to go on to do my level four. I had enough skills now to go and put it into into the society, and I've started building ever since, since uh, 2012, 2013, and then I opened up my own shop in 2014. And where was that first shop you opened then? The first shop I opened up was uh, was in York Way, York Way, Brettnock Road. It wasn't even a shop; it was a workshop. So I always do, I always have workshop because obviously I'm a drawler. So it was a workshop from attic storage. I was actually in the, in the storage room, mm. you understand? And I started off in the storage storage container. Got some electric wire up in there. And my boys used to come round and that's it. We used to jam, make make teeth, make grills, and just focus on this focus on this jewelry. So what were your first sales? Like you say, was it grills? Yeah, and grills. Stuff? Grills is something that I specialised in. Grills is something that I specialised. My first. Sales was grills, and then everybody started getting money, and then they started making pendants. Your family, your 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 social group, and the ones that are going to really put money in the pocket is the people that you know first. You understand people that can trust and understand what you're doing, and then you build up your clientele base, and you build up your portfolio. Now you've got images which you can now start a lot of a lot of bits that when man coming again, so people don't realize I've done as, uh, as promotional pieces marketing pieces when I was young, you understand? Yeah, I'll do that for cost, do that for cost. Just to build up the portfolio is the same thing, you understand? When you're going into uni, you have to build up a portfolio so they can examine you, you understand? So it's the same thing as the business, we've got to apply these same rules. So you build up your portfolio. And even if it is, you say to a brother, yo, I need to you to invest in my portfolio by me making an item for you at cost price. This price will normally um, have a hundred percent put on it, so it would normally cost. Say the grills cost five hundred. This drill is going to charge you a thousand pounds for it. Well, I'm going to charge you five hundred for it, just for a simple fact. I want to make it as a promotion for my portfolio because I know now me making that. People who see this client with this on, they're going to ask, "Oh, where did you get that from?" That's good, and then. Uh, my portfolio, my online portfolio, then it broadens the market because there's there's more visual work for them to see what I'm capable of doing. So I used to do that all the time. I used to apply it. A lot of people that I know say, "Yeah, no, I'll come do this. I made this for you." A couple of my boys, I'll come do that. I'll do this. I made that for you, and it built up from there. Mm, so it's, um, it's that word you said before, vision. You've got to have the vision of obviously the advance down the line, and people can see your work and your skills, and yeah. so you're putting it out there, yeah. knowing that obviously. Your skills are up to scratch and people are going to come back. Yes. And obviously you could have started a jewellers and not been doing it yourself. You could have employed a jeweller to be in the, in the workshop for you, but you didn't. You did it yourself. And so obviously with you being completely independent, yeah. I'm sure you can, obviously a lot of people who don't do the work themselves, their, their overheads are going to be a lot higher. So yeah, I'm sure you it. could be quite competitive with that's your costs now down the line. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, So exactly would you say so. you've got competitive? Yeah, I undercut, I undercut a lot of people. It's Mr. Undercut it. That's the slogan. 
Yeah, so man can undercut any jeweler in the UK. A lot of jewelers, they're not jewelers. That's what people don't realize. These jewelers ain't jewelers. Yeah, they're salesmen. That's what they are. They're good at selling you a product. They don't do nothing practical. They go to X, Y, and Z. Yeah, workshop, and that workshop will manufacture it. They've got to pay a P, and then they're putting their P on top of their P. So that's when things start. Inflation starts. Where now I have everything, all the tools, everything in here in my workshop. Everything's inside there to do make any sort of piece. You understand any sort of piece. I do have a team now. When I first started off, I didn't have a team. I didn't have a team because my workload wasn't is wasn't what it was what it is now. So now I have so much workload. There's enough bread for, to break for everyone. So I have a team, and my team. We do everything in-house. Computer-aided design. CAD is a computer-aided design. We do setting. We do mounting. We do everything that covers the jewelry industry. Yeah. Yeah, so we can get everything at the flat rate. I have links from diamonds abroad. So I have the best diamonds and the best diamond prices. A lot of these guys are paying six, £700 a carat. It's ridiculous. You understand that's what the sort of industry and the market is doing, where I can, I can be so competitive, where I can bring all those prices down. Mm. And what about the watch game? You you got any interest in that at all, or do you, yeah, you get watches for people? Yeah. So obviously, yeah, we source. We don't have a huge stock. We've got stock, but we don't have a huge stock list. But yeah, we source watches. I source watches. If not, then I've got access to a lot of watches. Obviously, you're in the home of the jewelry and the watch game, yeah. aren't you? And, and what about obviously you do the settings on watches as well, so someone could bring yeah, a watch to you. You can watch. We can do the setting on the watches. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And so, um, what's the most expensive piece you've made? Um, can you say that? And most expensive piece most would be a, a, a seventy thousand pound chain. Jesus. Yeah. So most would be a seventy thousand pound chain. Uh, it was uh, kilo chain prong set diamond encrusted. So uh, maybe yeah. we can get a picture sent over so I can get up on the screen yeah. as um, we're talking about. And in terms of pendants and stuff like this, have you made any pendants for any rappers or any prominent um, celebrity clients, or have you done any pieces for at all? Yeah, so you've got to understand. So <laughs> this game's a bit messed up. You understand? So a lot of things. There's a lot of work that man can't be attributed to, you understand? Um, so there's a lot of big household name jewelers that have come into, for my help to manufacture a lot of big pieces, but they will take the credit for it because they have a better market. They don't, they're not workshop, they're salesmen, you understand? So they're salesmen, it's like Mercedes. People go to Mercedes to buy their cars, but they didn't know Renault was making them. Do you understand? That's how it is, they're, and they can, you can check it up, it's fact. You know, Mercedes use Renault to manufacture their cars because the labor is cheaper. But they will get the credit for when they sell the cars, when they sell the big cars. You understand? If it isn't an AMG spec or Brabus or something, Mercedes ain't touching it. You understand? Mm. So it's the same thing as a lot of these jewelers as well. A lot of these household jewelers, they don't manufacture nothing. You understand? So they will come to people like myself and then we'll manufacture it and then bam, they will take the credit for it and that would be their piece, you understand? But there's 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 loads of pieces for client coffee. Actually, I can't say this because I'm in agreements with a lot of people. Yeah. So a lot of pieces. But yeah, I've made I've made pendants for rappers like Amber Show, Show Shallow, uh, 
a lot of up and coming artists, nothing, nothing, no one spectacular, no one spectacular. My 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 clientele base is more in the streets. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so for people, obviously you mentioned this the CAD, which is a computer design thing, but so can you design actual people's pendants for them or they need to come to you with a design in order for yeah, you to no, sort of put it into reality? Yeah, we design it. So it's CAD. As I said, CAD is a computer-aided design. They'll come over, we'll make, we'll manufacture it. Once we manufacture it, then it goes through a process of being 3D printed in the wax. Once that's done, then it goes through for a casting process. Mm. Yeah. And um, so what would you say the secrets of your success and what got you here. Obviously, you've mentioned faith. I'm guessing that's obviously a big part of your success. Yeah. But what are the other secrets that you can sort of put out there that you advise people to sort of following that you allowed yeah, you to grow? It's all about it's all about faith. Yeah, it's not only that. It's all about faith. It's all about not being scared to invest. Yeah, the best investments in oneself. Yeah, so it's not being scared to invest and taking risks. You gotta realize, yeah. For a lot of you man now that you don't realise, let me show you something. You could give man a hundred pounds. Yeah, so this is a hundred pounds here, boom. We got a hundred pounds here. Yeah, and I can have a hundred pounds of gold. Yeah, and I'm gonna sit on both of these subjects. I'm gonna put a hundred pounds in my bank and I'm gonna put a hundred pounds of gold in, in my in my wardrobe, yeah. Over a period of three years, I'm gonna come back to that hundred pound, and that hundred pound is still gonna be a hundred pounds. You understand? I'm gonna come back to this gold. Yeah, you're gonna eat a minimum six percent. You understand? Or you're gonna eat a minimum ten percent. It depends. And it, 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 it's a it's a stable market. So if you look if you look at the the algorithm of gold, gold's always been on a projection. It's always increased, increased. You understand? So. I make the right investments. I'm don't. I'm not the type of guy to want to hold. I don't want half a million in cash. Why I don't want half a million in cash? I don't want a million in cash. To me, that isn't logic. To other people, they think it's the thing. You want the cash? No, the cash is made to be invested into something that's going to bring you a revenue or it's going to bring you more. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna be invested. You're not gonna sit on the money and sit on the money. Let the money be what it is because cash doesn't increase. You understand? So I'm gonna invest all my money into gold, all my money into property, all my money into myself, all myself into businesses. Because I'm gonna invest it into something that's gonna create revenue. You understand? And creating revenue, yeah, generating revenue. There's no point in having one stream of income. You do whatever you're doing. You can do whatever you're doing. That's your stream of income. That's your only stream of income. But once you're making that revenue now, and you want to make passive income, you want to take that revenue, yeah, and invest it into something else. That investment that's just going to pay you. If it could be the likes of crypto, it could be the likes of gold. You understand? Crypto is a very volatile market. It's risky if you don't know what you're doing, yeah? So it's not something you just jump into. You understand? I, the hype of all this crypto and stuff, bro. I was investing in crypto since 2014. Do you understand? When my man and my thinking, bro, what are you doing? But you know, see me, I, I can see, I can visualize the bullshit and what's not bullshit. You understand? So you've got to understand when it comes to crypto, you've got to look at crypto like Bitcoin is, is it's like a, it's a household item. And say, let's just use it as, let's compare it to watching. Bitcoin is a Rolex. You understand? Litecoin is the Cartier. Ethereum is the Audemars. 
It's the AP. You understand? They're three big household watches. These other coins are like, yeah, you've got a Tag Cuba down here. Then you've got a fucking uh, a Longy. Then you've got these other watches. That, yeah, they're household watches, but they're not going to... It's their volatile watches. So I would invest in the main three coins. So if any of you going to be out here trying altcoins, you can make... You can make money on old coins, don't ever get it twisted. A lot of people are making money on old coins, but it's a risky market because they're so volatile. They're pumping dumps. People tend to cash out when it's at its peak, and you could be buying at when it's peak, and before you know the, the coin just plummets. You've got these coins which are they're more like stable coins. Yeah, so we if I was to throw some advice out there, it'll be look, man's invested in these three stable coins. These coins have the longevity, they've been around for the longest. You understand? We know that these games are gonna have these coins are gonna, you know, participate in society if we were to cross over to a cashless society. Because that's the plan. This is what people don't realise why crypto is coming in, that's the plan, cashless society. You gotta realise now, so let me just teach you looks like while we're here. You gotta realise identification fraud, yeah. So if I got a card, yeah, and I'm gonna write something. Every time I've got to buy something online, I'm putting in these details. I'm putting these details into Apple, into my Netflix, and this allows people to obtain those information. I don't have to be able to hack the bank. I can hack Netflix server and obtain your information from there. You understand? So, and these server, these these other these other small corporate companies or these major corporations, their, their, their defense mechanism for fraud isn't the same as how the bank will be. So the bank's safe at holding your details and holding holding all your uh, your, your uh, vital information, but it's these other companies that lack, and that's why you hear about Disney Plus getting hacked in, and all these other things will get hacked because they're more easy to hack. So once you hack that and obtain your information from there, yeah, it's easily done, it's accessible. Now they're fraudulent things that can be done. See now with crypto, you're anonymous. There is no such thing as putting your name, your this and that. It's a number. What are you hacking? You understand? It's a safer, it's a safer transition, transition rate. Plus, a lot of it can be done mysteriously. You know, I can ping money across across the world without people knowing. So this is why it's gonna be very successful. And people don't understand why this aiming towards a cash society is gonna be more successful. Because you've got to remember, money can be duplicated. Money can be fraudulent, you know. As soon as a new, why do you think they always manufacturing new notes? Because as soon as new notes come out, as soon as new notes come out, people are making a fraudulent copy. Now there's fraudulent coin money in circulation. People are, are benefiting from it. You understand? So this is why we are heading towards a cashless society because there are so much flaws, yeah, in the government's protocols for the way they deal with things. And now people are picking up it and profitizing too much from it that now there needs to be a clampdown on it. So this is why this cash society and Bitcoin and that is going to be successful. So it's, it is a strong investment. It's a very strong investment. And you got to make sure, yeah, you're investing in Bitcoin is the coin. Bitcoin is the coin. Not only that, you've got Ethereum and you've got Litecoin. These, these are the three coins that I, I can swear on. They're the three coins that I can swear on. You understand? So... Yeah, that's where we're going with with, with, with the cashless society. Of course. Cool. Yeah. So, guys, obviously, think about investing your money, whether it may be crypto. Obviously, be cautious with it. But obviously, something that's a lot more assured. Obviously, gold. Yeah. And do you can someone obviously? I know you do the bespoke jewelry and all these different pieces. Yeah. Can someone come and buy just a lump yeah, of gold yeah, off you? Yeah, yeah, we can source it. Ounces of gold. Or, yeah, we can source it. Ounces of gold. Uh, Britannia coins. We can all sovereign coins. We can. Because I can source you whatever you want. Okay, and so, so you know, like obviously, um, 
if I just wanted to come and buy some gold off you, like how close would that be to the market price gold? Would you be able to get close yeah. to that or match uh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we get we get we can get gold maybe a few percent, few points or a few percent percentages just over just over the market value. Obviously, I'm not in it for fun. You understand? Of but course. I'm not here to extort nobody. You understand? So I'm working on a few points, a few a few points. So yeah, we can we can source. I can source anything that you need. I can source anything that you need regarding gold. Anything that you need regarding gold, I can source for sure. So yeah. And so in your previous interview, I've mentioned you mentioned reading a lot. So you're someone who never stops learning. You're constantly reading, and learning. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. And so yeah, you have to. Yeah. So you'd obviously recommend reading to everyone out there. Yeah, if you not reading, get into it. <laughs> yeah. All biographies. All biographies. People's all biographies. People's life stories. You understand? You want to hear about people's lives, their experiences. Life is the best. Life is the best teacher, and people's experiences is the best teacher. So, you know. You've always got to be listening and learning and learning and listening. You understand? One of the most powerful books is the Quran. You understand? And the Hadiths is very powerful. It teaches you how to conform and conduct yourself as a man. You understand? From rights and wrongs. Not only that, there's, there's loads of powerful authors. Dr. Umar Johnson, you understand? He will teach you a lot. Dr. Malachi Z. York. There's so many people you can learn from. You understand? You know, so many people that you can listen to their life stories and I've listened to a lot you know Frank Lucas uh, Bumpy Johnson you know, you know a lot of you know the King of Harlem's and King of uh, Kings loads of these old school Kingpin books you know you just read about and you learn about their life stories and how they interpreted things and how they incorporated their lives and what they've done to get where they were you understand so you read and you and you take a lot of things in at the same time you implement things in your life you know and you attack it you can't you can't not attack life you need to attack it you need to attack it with a hundred percent you understand and what you put in is what you're gonna get you understand and the brothers don't realize that success success I'm successful in a lot of people's eyes but I'm not I'm not happy, you understand? Because I know that I'm capable of doing so much more, you understand? And I always say to these brothers, yeah, I always say to my brothers, you've got to fight, yeah, to improve your life, yeah, the same way you would fight if I'm holding you for your life, if I'm holding you underwater. You see, when you're underwater and you want to gasp for that breath, and I've got you by your neck, and I've put your head in the water, and you know that you need that, fight that same drive that same urge in your belly that same mm, yeah bro that's the fight that you need if you want to be successful in this world because bro there's no cutting corners there is no cutting corners bro you need to give this a hundred percent you got one life forget all the other bullshit bro of course great advice i'm a big advocate obviously of reading and learning mm -hmm. and uh, people invest in yourself even if you're not wanting so much reading listen to an audio book or something like this to start with and do you know what I mean? You, I'm sure you find it addictive bug to learning. Yeah. Right? And so, obviously, we're at the jewellers here today, but this isn't your own business interest. Do you want to talk no. to us a little bit about other interests you've got as such? Because you're obviously a budding entrepreneur, you might say. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, so we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on. You know, I deal with fruit and veg. I've got fruit and veg businesses. So I do a fruit and veg um, importation of uh, exotic fruits, herbs, bush teas, remedies, a lot of CMOS import. I've got a 
I'm heavily invested in a lot of silent partnerships, a lot of businesses that, yeah. you know. But touching on the sort of the fruit and veg business there, so yeah. you're obviously a big advocate that I'm guessing of healthy living. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's right, healthy living. I tend to stay away from meat produce. You understand? Not to say that I don't indulge in some fishes for quite a bit, but in uh, um, during certain festive periods like Ramadan, when it comes to breaking fast, I will eat meat. You understand? But apart from that, I'm not. I don't participate in eating eating meat unnecessarily. It's not something that. It's not something that you know. Mm. And so the food. Fruit and veg business, is that an internet based business or is there a shop front yeah, that people can go to? Yeah, where, the shop front, the shop front. And where's the shop set and what's it called? Yeah, it's Organic and More. You know, so we've got a shop Organic and More. We've got one based in Kentish Town, Camden Borough. We've also got another one in Chiselhurst, South London. So yeah, you can go there and get all your fresh fruit produce. You can go and get all your remedies that you need for sickness and flu, everything that we incorporate. Remedies, ancient remedies from ancestral help. So we have everything along that line. Colon, colon cleanses. Nice. We have um, all the all all the roots, cherry root, strong back. We got vervine. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, exotic exotic bush teas and bush roots that you don't really get or are not grown in the UK, and people don't understand the properties of it. You understand, there's, uh, there's essential minerals that the bodies need to survive longevity. We've got 102 essential minerals that the body needs to survive. As I said, CMOS provides 92 of them. But then you need the bladder wreck. You understand. And a lot of people, they're not understanding how, the, uh, how to even consume or even make the CMOS correctly. So we teach that as well. So you come over to our shop, we show you the procedures of how to wash your sea moss and to make sure you're not draining your too much minerals from your sea moss and not only that from your bladder rect. How to boil out your roots, you know, your blood roots, your trainees, your strong backs, your teas, your vervines, you understand? So we have all these natural remedies that we incorporate and how you incorporate them, you understand, and how to put your body through that cleanse, you understand? Cleanse starts at the gut. We have the colon cleanse. So we've got these roots, you understand? The dandelions. We have these roots which cleanse the colon. You understand? You'll be sickened and you'll be you'll be projectile. Projectile pooing. Yeah. And cleanse out your whole body. And then we start incorporating some of these minerals that the body needs to replenish itself to try and extend that long life so we can pass on this knowledge to our kids, we can pass on this information, we can guide our grandkids through this world. You understand? Mm, so very good guys, support that and obviously support yourself and healthy living yeah. and uh, go and sort of gain some knowledge and get some of this stuff down there. Yeah. And so in terms of other businesses, um, the yeah, music we, game. Yeah, we've got Real Life Entertainment. For those who know, those who don't know, Real Life Entertainment is a music label plus not only that, we deal with music management. So yeah, we support a lot of artists. We've got a lot of artists we support. You understand, we've got a lot of artists that we help build portfolios to put them on the platform so they can, you know, try and inspire and achieve some goals. 
So Real Life Entertainment is another one. So any budding artists out there, they can reach out to you and obviously try and yes. put some stuff across, make yeah, it listen. Yeah, yeah. And is, is there any sort of artists that you've worked with that people would have heard about? Yeah, loads, loads of artists. So we got most famously will be Ambush. Shout out to Ambush. Yeah, big shout out to Ambush right now. So yeah, just trying to just trying to progress and push Ambush for this whole new twenty twenty two. You understand? So yeah, it's all about rebranding, remarketing. Yeah. And um, the other day I saw on your Instagram, were you on a film shoot? Were you acting or doing yeah. acting? So you act yourself? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a part time thing. It's not it's not something. We'll see where it come, what can come from it. But yeah, I was in a new film that's coming out, just to drop. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing that. And when yeah. is that? Out? And obviously, twenty twenty two is that yeah, expected? Yeah, this year. Nice. And um, so a minute ago, you sort of mentioned having goals, having goals in place. And obviously, this isn't where you want to be. You've got a further vision. What yeah. are your goals then for the next few years, um, Snatch? Yeah, so I want to I want to make sure that I'm I'm stable to the point where money is gener generating to the point where I don't need to be here. I want to be in a hot climate. I want to be somewhere in you know, Africa, somewhere where... You know, I can flourish, my body can flourish somewhere where I can support and start building, start building people that are less fortunate. So, right now my aim is just to be generating enough money, yeah, so I can do the things that I want to fulfill in my life. I've got uh, heavily invested in the gold mine in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, right now I've got... Two of my closest friends, they're outside, they're out in Zim right now, they've been out there for nearly two years. Actually, one of my closest is more like a little brother to me, my brother Sharath. Yeah, he's outside, he's in Zim right now. So, they're um, just, as I said, life is about learning. So, we're going through the process, we're learning, we understanding, extracting them, how to do gold and what to do, everything, you understand? So, now we're at the stage where we're going to start wreaking more rewards. But, them men are out there putting in the madness of work. My brothers are just out there making everything possible. So when it's ready for me to rise up and do what I need to do, the foundations have already been laid. The strongest of lions have already implicated the hard work. And I will come in and do what I need to do with my business and my skills to make sure that we profitize the mats of utilizing this gold and we're giving back to the community. Okay, it's always about giving back. That's fantastic. And uh, I heard you mention previously um, on the other interview, generational wealth. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Is that sort of setting up the future? Yeah. You've got to make sure, because look, like I say, wealth, poverty is the number one factor of crime. You understand? Poverty is one of the number one factors of short life expectancy. You understand? Poverty opens up the maddest cards of words. You're, you're capable of doing anything. Anybody that's poverty driven, you have to be in that situation. And if you've never been in that situation, you don't understand, yeah, the mental abuse it has on one's being. You understand? Because mentally, you're not capable of doing the things that you want to do for the short of fun. So, I've been that guy, bro. I've been that guy. I've been in a situation where, yo, there is no money. Money, money there is no money. You understand, it's beans and toast, obviously. My mum made the best does to what she can do, don't get twisted. We had chicken and rice, we had everything. You understand, my mum made sure it happened. But some days, you will, you will feel, you will feel the brunt of things, bro. 
You understand? You feel it. And that it's that poverty. It's understand the hand-me-down clothes, the having to do this, the having to do that. You understand? So you understand. Obviously, my situation could have been worse. I'm not saying I was the most deprived kid ever. I don't know if you get it. But there were some times in life when we was told no. And it was a no become a thing that was a regular recurrence due to the simple fact of the lack of funds. Don't ever get twisted. There was periods in my life where my mum and dad, yeah, they were doing good. But those periods and that duration runs out if they didn't put in the right implication. My mum's better off emotionally now than I like this year, Anthony. You understand? And financially, you understand? So, she's, diff she's a different person. You understand? Sometimes you can catch my mum in a bad mood. You understand? Now my mum's got so much to look because she's grown as a parent as well. She's grown as a human being. She's mature. She understands. You understand? So, yeah. It's all about, it's all about just making them that right decision, those right investments, so the generational wealth can bring your children into society where they're not short of resources to pursue what needs to pursue because nothing's for free, bro. People need to be like, nothing in this life is for free. Yeah, and if you want to do something, even just a simple communion, you understand? I remember my brother paid for Watford. Don't ever get it twisted. My brother paid for Watford. He's a bad boy baller. Yeah, he paid for Watford. He paid for... Uh, uh, Millwall, he paid for West Ham. My brother's a bad boy baller, yeah? But it's just the commuting, you understand? We live in Camden Town, my mum not driving, you understand? The expenses of my brother commuting just to go play football, it was, a, it, it was a burden, you understand? To the point that my brother's looking for lists and my brother's having to bunk chase, or he's got to do whatever he's got to do to make it capable to get to football, you understand? So, that's the problem is that a lot of ethnic and a lot of people are having is, but we don't like the skills. We, we, we don't like the skills at all. What we're lacking, we're lacking the, the financial benefits from the implications that happened to our forefathers. So we didn't, they didn't have the opportunity to get that in, in, in uh, that uh, inheritance fund. They didn't get that generational wealth. Where a lot of these ballers now, their mums and that, they, they, they were sorted. Their granddad passed, they inherited a hundred M's there, or this has happened. No, it's not happening to everyone, but it happens to a lot. You get me? It happens to a lot of these up and coming people that manage to benefit themselves. You see a lot of these guys on their Instagram these days, they're flexing, chatting shit, bro. None of these men come from Rock Bar. Mm. It's a joke, it's a facade team. These men are coming from generational wealth, bro. Of course. These men are coming from, I've seen my brother the other day standing outside his. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's the family house. You understand? You sat in the family house, you're showing off 16, 17 Lamborghinis, or you're doing whatever you're doing. But, brother, let's come on, bro. Let's, you ain't been in the sticks. You forced yourself to be in these sticks. You put yourself in these certain situations. You don't need to be in any of these situations. You don't know what it's like to really let that lion roar. You understand, bro? You don't really know what it's like to actually feel that hunger in your belly, bro, and your mental mental well-being ain't straight and you go and do something that could jeopardize your life not somebody else's because they've never been in that situation so people know when they step in the room all that bullshit goes out the window i don't care what car you're driving i don't care who you know i don't care what house or what real estate that your family got or whatever instagram you're doing because when you come in a room with lions like me bro everything gets humble bro people mm -hmm. humble come man come from straight rock bottom it's a whole different it's a whole different aspect of life you understand? 
whole different experience. Man can't be telling man none of this bullshit that you drive this and you drive that. Don't ever get it twisted. We've got a lot of brothers in the music industry who come from nothing, bro. And they know how to conform and conduct themselves. And hats off to them because they have made, a, made something of themselves, bro. But that is hard. Don't ever get it twisted. It's hard out here. Absolutely. So you you share such great knowledge and uh, I want to really thank you for sort of taking the time today and obviously putting this out to the viewers. But sort of for people who want to gain some more from you, can they reach out to you, get in touch with yeah. you, talk to us about how they can and what sort of social media outlets there are? Yeah, what? so my socials, slash underscore real life, everything's real life because we have no time to play, bro. You always see real life. I ain't got my pendants on, they're actually in a safe. But it's real life for everything. We implicate everything. Everything gets real life. We attack every situation like it's real life. You can't come up here and run no fucking jokes, bro. We don't deal with jokes. No jokes. We're, we're men now. You understand? We're men. You don't hear no lion in the den roaring at another lion or some joke thing. Because there is no joke thing. Lions don't play games, bro. We're in a situation in life where we're out here to apprehend and, and achieve. You understand? And we ain't got no time for messing around with anything that isn't real and it has to do with our lives, bro. So, it's snatch underscore real life underscore supreme jewelers. You understand? You can catch us on that page. But that's it, bro. And in terms of people who specifically would like to sort of follow your path in the jewellery business, mm. what what's the best way of going about that? Is it going to unique, doing what you did, get the qualifications, or is it trying to get an apprenticeship with someone like you, or... What's the is did you what's the best part? Yeah. yeah. As I say, yeah. Bro, in life, people no one's gonna wanna fuck with you if you're not capable of doing nothing. You understand? Nobody wants somebody useless around them, nobody wants to have something or someone around them that can't bring nothing to the table. So you've got to get your own. You've got to be able to have a skill behind you. You understand? You've got to do something so it was London University of Arts, yeah? I went to London University of Arts. I studied at an academy called Holt Academy, which is uh, umbrella of London University of Arts. I've done it in Hatton Gardens. It's real but, quickly, to, sorry to interrupt you, how much does this cost for anyone who's thinking about so when I done it? When I done it, it was an apprenticeship. I was actually funded by Mr. Coots. So I don't know if you don't know about Coots Bank. Coots Bank is where I got the funding from to do it. So it was it was a lot of forms and filling out them days, but I, you know, I've done it. I don't know how it works now. I think they've changed to BJA, British Jewelry Association or something, or Academy, you understand? But it's the same thing, it's similar. I think if you're at a certain age, you might qualify to do it for free if you're old, but then no matter what, but all these government-led things, bro, you pay them back. You understand? You know how it runs anyway, bro. It's all a money scheme, you understand? They act like they're helping you, but you're putting you in some sort of debt. But regardless, you go to... Go online, search for BJA. I think it's BJA now. They are British Jewelry Academy or Association. Look to see if there's any courses going on. Participate in one of them courses. And learn, bro. You got just it's simple, bro. You got you've got to want to better yourself. You understand? You've got to want to put yourself in a situation where it's like, yo, I might not have the funds to do this thing, but I got the skills. That's what it is. And people are gonna invest in skills, bro. No, you understand? Money can be made, bro. Skills can't. You understand? So if you ain't gonna, if you ain't gonna go and pit in the grind and get them skills, get the basic skills, and get what you need to put yourself on a platform where it's like, yo. Man can bring this to the table. Man can do that. Then yo, no one's gonna hear your your scream, bro. No one's gonna hear it. No one needs an extra burden on the table, bro. You understand? Cool. So it sounds like the most important thing that you sort of did is 
You have to have the vision there and then be proactive. No one ain't going to do it for you. These people are out there struggling yeah. in bad places. Be proactive, get a vision, have some faith in yourself and move forward. 100%. That's it, 100%. You know, I, I always wanted to set myself up for a point where I'm financially stable and I don't have to depend on no one. That's my goal. You understand? I don't want to be able... You see me, like, I've been told no so many times in my life. You understand? And it got to the point where no one can tell me no no more. Because you know what? I'm going to run my own life. And I'm going to run my way and do what I want to do according to my means. You understand? That like, I'm not the type of kid, yeah, to wake up in the morning, yeah, and not utilise my day, bruv. Doesn't make sense, bro. You understand? I'm not the type of kid that wants to wake up at 11 o'clock and start my day at 1, bruv. I've never been there. You understand? Brothers will tell you when I was on the block, I was the first nigga on the block, bro. I was smoking my zoo before it was even nine o'clock. You understand? It was no messing around. I was I was out here. You understand? I was not playing no games. Like there was no playing games with anything. You understand? There was no playing games with anything. So I attacked life, bro. And uh, bro, don't ever get twisted that, bro. I'm I'm not even half the man that I want to be. It's a fraction. I'm just go. I've got the right mentality, and I'm going in the right direction. You understand? Right mentality, and I'm going in the right direction. That's what I want. That course is going to be hiccups on the way of your journeys. Man has hiccups all the time. People try to test you. People try to want to fucking make you indulge in certain things. People want to try to bring out your inner demons. But you know what it is? That's where you got. That's where you got to segregate yourself from the bullshit. You got to go through filtering your fucking social group. You got to make sure you surround yourself with the same like-minded people. But otherwise, bro, it's just a drawer. Or for a for a couple seconds of fun, bro. You understand, bro? You're talking about a lifetime of this for a couple seconds. That's all it takes, bro. See, lions like us, for you young lions, all it takes is a couple of seconds, bro. Because we have something inside us that we can invoke. You understand? Let man pit man in a certain situation. But I'm not going to pit myself in that situation because I know what man's capable of. You understand? I know what I'm fully capable of, yeah? And I'm not going to pit myself like... I'm not going to pit myself in the club around a bunch of dickheads or pit myself in a situation around a bunch of dickheads and want to test my inner, you understand? Because it don't make sense to me because I know what I'm capable of doing, bro. I'm, I know, so I'm going to try and avoid that situation. I'm going to avoid a lot of things. I'm going to sacrifice a lot of things. Because, because it's easily done, bro. Trust me, it's easily done. So this is the discipline. It's where discipline comes in. This is where it's like, you know what? I'm cutting that out. Cutting this person out. Because my man wants to do too much of this and he wants to do too much of that. You've got to make sure your chessboard, everybody plays their position, bro. You understand? Because you don't see a chessboard have two kings. You don't see a chessboard have uh, two queens. You understand? So if you're going to own your chessboard, you make sure you own it. You understand? Yeah, you might see two bishops because those bishops are needed. You understand? Because them two bishops are going to play their position. You have two horsemen because them two horsemen are going to play them, their position. Do you understand? And you're going to have your little soldiers on the front that are willing to sacrifice it all. You understand? But once you come off that front line and you're, you're back and you're on your own playing field, you've got to start using your brain, bro. You understand? You've got to start using your brain. Don't want to get it twisted, but man was on the front line. That's who made me who I am. I was on the front line, I was on the pawn. And I was that pawn that was knocking over castles, bro. Knocking over horsemen. Knocking over your king, bro. Yeah? That's that pawn I was. But now, I'm that back line. Yeah? And I'm there. This is me. I'm the king. And I'm just watching the board. The king don't move. He can only move one step because the king doesn't need to move. You have your board around you and everything has to be set up 
to, for your benefit, bro. Forget about all these guys' distractions and over here, my man's telling you, now nah, he wants to borrow you for 15 minutes. You understand? That's just a draw-up, bro. Mm. Tell my brothers all the time, bro. It's a draw-up. Man's not on it. Of course, don't get drawn out by temptations in the streets. Yeah. So like I said, again, I'd like to really thank you, Snaps, for the opportunity today. And I'd like yeah. to thank you for sharing this knowledge. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it's the start of a journey of us and hopefully, I'm sure you're going to be achieving much more down the line. So hopefully, we can come back and do yeah. a few more oh, bits down the line. So um, yeah, like I said, again, massive thank yous. Um, is there anyone you'd like to shout out personally in your circle today before we end Yeah, it? yeah, man. Anyway, shout out everybody, everybody that support, everybody knows who they support. Anyway, there's too many names, you understand? I just want to say, you know, our most important, give thanks for the most high. Always, bro. You understand? That's the most important thing. You understand? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So we want to stand, shout out my fucking, as I said, free my brother 3D, free my brother D, free my brother DS, um, free my brother BP. Loads of frees, man. We've got my free my brother Rowdies, free my brother Grips. They probably be here all day, D kids, you understand? So we've got a lot of people that need to be free, but at the same time, we're working. Free my brother Tigger, everyone's gonna start moaning, man. We're free everyone, you know, I've got you there, bruv. It's there. At the same time, it's, uh, yeah, man. We just gotta make sure we are grinding, bro. You understand? Bro? We don't cut no corners. Make sure we are grinding, we ain't cutting no corners. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, thank you very much, and we're wishing you best of luck in 2022. I don't think you're going to need it because you sound like you've got it yeah. mapped out the best way you can. Um, yeah. So, yeah, congratulations, and thank you very much, Snatch. Thank you. Next time, guys. Yeah.